0: Welcome to the Bite Size Marketing Podcast with me, Darren Ockenden. This podcast is for busy entrepreneurs. It's a bite-sized episode packed full of value. So don't forget to like and subscribe and let's get going. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Uh, today, we're here with our first guest speaker, uh, Bill. Uh, introduce yourself. Hi
1: there. My name's Bill Betts and I am the founder of Passions of Profit. Brilliant. Um, So pet
0: passion to profit, Bill. Uh, What specifically is it?
1: So basically, I help um, pet groomers uh, with their businesses, um, whether that's like um, brand new businesses all the way through to well-established businesses and, and help them with give them business training. So basically, they can grow their business with less overwhelm and less stress and help them make more money.
0: Fantastic. So um, in the last episode of this podcast, actually, I talked about, um, I think it was It's one that I've recorded, whether I've actually put it out yet, I don't know. But in, in that episode, I talked about the... Um, you know when it comes to marketing identifying your problems your your potential customers problems and then uh, truly understanding what those problems are because i don't know if you agree with this but i think a lot of business owners think they know the problems but if they were to take the time to do the market research they might find that um <clears throat> the problems that they think they're solving are not necessarily the problems that people will pay for does that make sense
1: yeah, kind of. And I suppose I've got an insider trait, uh, you know, an insider view of the problems that pet groomers have, because my wife, uh, Emma, has run a pet groomers since 2005. And that's kind of what got me into into business in the first place, and trying to uh, manage what we used to call the beast of a business, which threw loads and loads of problems with us, uh, at us. So I've kind of got an insider knowledge of what kind of problems pet groomers go through and have. And that might listeners might be like well that's that's a very uh strange or unique niche to get into but like you said knowing and understanding those problems of that niche has really helped me launch my business and be successful
0: yeah and if you've if you've been doing that since 2005 you know i know from my own business that business is very much a thing for a marriage it's not just one person doing it it very much tends to be uh takes over life doesn't it and so you you've basically spent years before you started Pet Passion to Profit doing that learning putting in that graft and, and understanding what you essentially coach is that right over what what 10-15 years?
1: Yeah. yeah I mean um, there was a point where um, so Emma had the business for her dad and we we um, brought her dad out and then uh, went it went alone like you said as a couple uh, I was actually working in a full-time job as well. And um, yeah, like th- saying that it was a beast of a business, it felt as though the business was just throwing us all around the place with employees. We had VAT, we had a sort of like profit, trying to manage the profit and the, um, you know, trying to drive the business forward and not really knowing how to, uh, how to make it better. So it really I sort of understood the, the problems Brilliant. Yeah. And and
0: um, by understanding the problems, I suppose that just makes your marketing and, and going out and talking to people with things that truly resonate with them so much easier, right?
1: Yeah. It's like having, it's having that story, isn't it? It's, and I remember when I first started Pet Passion to Profit, I was approached by a company to um, they, were, they were hosting a day of business on zoom. It was whilst, I think it was whilst we were sort of coming out of the lockdown. And so they were having a day of business on zoom for pet groomers um and i was picked to to do a half an hour talk and i looked at all the other people around all the other businesses that were doing talks for this for this company and they'd stolen all of my ideas they'd taken everything so i was sitting there thinking well what what do i what do i talk about and in the end i just thought i'm just going to tell tell everyone our story you know how we opened in 2005 the problems that we found the the issues that we had and then how we overcame those issues and Whilst I was telling that story, um, and it was being it was being um, broadcast through through Facebook, whilst I was telling that story, I was getting messages on on my Facebook page going, "You, I, you, you sound just like us. You, you, you know, you're exactly what you know, you've got the same problems that we're going through. Oh my God, you've like you've hit the nail on the head." So. You could tell just by telling that story that the problems that we were finding in our business were exactly replicated across the whole industry. And that really helped make those connections with people.
0: Fantastic. So just to be clear then, so you, your wife owns a dog grooming business. Mm-hmm. You are a dog business training coach. Um, so just give us an idea on sort of the packages that you sell. And, uh, you know, I'm not asking for exact figures here, but, you know, a rough price bracket of, of what you're doing, because I think that's really important as we get into the marketing uh, as to how you market your business.
1: Yeah, so I started off um, providing one-to-one coaching to um pet grooming business owners. And it was a very, it's very intimate coaching. We were talking daily zoom calls like once a week. And it was just basically reinstalling the basics of business, you know, getting their accounts onto spreadsheets, making sure they're looking at their books, helping them with marketing, increasing their confidence around pricing. And, and I started off one to one coaching and uh, for six months, it was around two and a half thousand pounds. But one-to-one coaching is 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 um you know it's hard work there's it, a lot of demands and there's only one of me so um i eventually uh reached out and with and got mentorship myself and um designed a a group coaching program where i've got associate coaches on board um weekly weekly coaching calls and a nice community on facebook to support them still dealing with the same problems still de- helping them with the same issues you know, mindset, confidence, increasing their prices, their structural business, et cetera. But that, that's now selling for just under five £5,000 um, for sort of an 18-month program. So that's selling quite well at the moment
0: brilliant yeah that's really good so you what you've realized is what i'm certainly realizing and and, you know we you're one of my clients so we speak uh, every now and again and the time for money um situation that i think nearly every entrepreneur at some point finds themselves in that's how you've overcome that then with with like a, a a group um program where you have a group of coaches who can offer support
1: yeah one sort of a one-to-many program because and i, I reached out to a, a coach about this because i was you know you you deliver great value when you're doing one-to-one you're you're pretty much like part of their business and you're you're guiding them through and helping them to make decisions and i was i had we all have these concerns don't we remember we're, we're doing new things and i reached out to one of my coaches and sort of said look if we go into a group program can i actually charge more money for it does it do people get more do people get value from it you know is it going to work? And he straight away, no like hesitation. It's like yes, and, and in fact, he said they're going to get even more value from that program because it's not—it's no longer the the bill show. You know, it's no longer just you repeating the same thing and and doing it. But they actually learn from everyone else as well. They learn from other people's questions. They learn from other people's challenges and other people's problems. So building that community within that program. And I've seen it myself with my community on my business program. They're now going to each other's salons and helping themselves help like learning, learning, um, practical techniques with like teeth cleaning and stuff. Um, I've held an in-person training day and it's as though they've all been friends for, for a very long time. And they all, they all spur each other on. They all inspire each other. So, the, the group, the one-to-many has worked really well um, within my industry and they, they get even more value from, from that than just the the one-to-one coaching. Yeah,
0: just a couple of questions. So the first one is, um, excuse me, the first one is, what sort of results do you get for your clients? You know, it's a significant investment just on, you know, round about 5,000 pound mark. So it's a significant investment. Do they see that, investment returned
1: yeah definitely definitely and you know um i I try and emphasize this in my in my main free group you know we bang on and on and on about prices and money but actually a lot of people join the program the business program for different reasons yes we all want to make more money but some people want to be more confident in their business some people want to stop winging it they want to have that control over their business and know exactly what they're what they're trying to achieve um so yes i have got some financial results um we've just gone through april which obviously is the end of the financial year for some people uh one client reported a, an increase in um turnover of twenty five thousand pounds within the year um another client's come back at twenty seven thousand pounds within the year and and you know and they they joined the program when the price was a bit lower so they've got um i think i worked it out it was like an 800 percent return on investment But also I get I get messages from my clients, you know, one one messaged me the other day saying, you know, for 40 odd years, she's always had self-doubt, questioned herself, always believed that she was doing something wrong. And now we've empowered her to go out there and instead of thinking, well, when's my phone going to ring or when am I going to get more clients? she now goes out there and generates clients. She now goes out there and books people into her diary. It's no longer like leaving business to chance. And she knows that she can control that. And she she's self-reliant now. So, Yeah. And
0: the the thing is with the return on investment thing, because I actually say this to a few of my clients, we we did a case study where we generated 650% return on investment from a video, right? Um, But what you're doing um, is you're, you're building that knowledge, and you're building the ability to do that year on year as well. So I think that that result, um, you know, is a temporary result, and that will only grow over time because that's not just a I can't remember what he said now. Let's just say 800% return on investment this year. It's hopefully next year, the year after, the year after that. So, you know, actually, when you put that over, let's say that person's got 15 years left in that business before they decide to sell it or whatever they do, that's a huge huge return on investment because it's a knowledge-based return right
1: that's it and, uh, yeah and this is what i explained to some people we don't like we, i've been through mentorship programs and and you don't just like finish the program and forget everything you know most most of them give you lifetime lifetime access to the knowledge anyway or you just carry on with a small subscription to carry on using that knowledge this is life learning isn't it it's lifelong learning which the business lessons that we teach, and I, I have actually got another client that's done this. She's she's gone from pet grooming and now she's opened up another business as a as a celebrant, and it's only a, a small business and it's not gonna you know not gonna make a fortune. But she said to me, you know, I'm taking what you've taught me about my pet grooming business and mirroring it across to my celebrant business. So I've got the website, the the, the Facebook. I go to the trade shows, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And she's getting clients already within months of setting it up. So this is like lifelong learning, and it's down to them what they want to to do with this learning. But like you said, if they decide to scale their business and take on um, more staff and and take on more um, more more pets within their business, then yeah, it can it can carry on, can't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's
1: that's brilliant, right? Um,
0: okay, so there's there's one other thing that I just wanted to go into. So starting out, um. I've spoken to you before about how you started uh, and what you were doing. So, you know, you, you're a new entrepreneur. Um, <clears throat> and before we go into that, actually, I just want to say that the, the, the group program is really good. And it's something that, that, uh, as you know, I, I've experienced. And I think that the benefit of the community more than any, well, on par with the learning, because like you just said, the learning is vital. But the benefit of the community as well is that I, so during employment, I come from quite a negative background. Um, People, when I said, I'm going to start a business, it was the like, ah, you know, it's so much risk and you're just wasting your time and so many businesses fail and all that sort of stuff. So I don't know if you find this in your group, but the world can be quite a negative place, right? And actually by surrounding yourself uh, within a group like that, is almost like networking with the right people and it's it's so important
1: i've got a prime example for that which happened yesterday so um, one of my clients yesterday shared a price increase that she'd done and she'd taken a a particular breed of dog from 25 pounds and she's now quoting 45 pounds which is i worked it out and i had to double triple quadruple check my maths but that's an 80 percent price increase you know, so we focus on the the 80% price increase. And she put that she put that into the community as a win because we celebrate our wins and it's very inspiring for other people in the in the paid community. And and everyone was like fantastic, you're on fire, well done, awesome, love it. You know, I'm gonna do the same. I then shared that win outside of the community onto my Facebook page and um, just going, you know, look at this awesome, like 80% increase on prices. Who does that? Who who here like puts their price up by 80%? And this morning I looked at the comments and there was one comment on there this morning and it just said, still not enough for that dog. <laughs> you like, like, you just have not seen the picture at all, have you? Or you've looked at the breed and gone, 45 pounds for that dog, that's not enough money. Not like, oh, that groomer's done so well to get over that confidence issues, you know, talk to the owners, uh, you know, do all that learning about why she should be putting her prices up, how to put her prices up, you know, learning how to talk to people, overcoming the fear that she's going through when she's talking to people, the nerves, the the worry, to do an 80% price increase. And then the person outside that community is just like, well, it's still not enough money, is it? And you're just like, "Ah, oh, you know, Surround um, yourself with positive people.
0: Do <laughs> you know, and we talk about marketing, you know, and we're going to come on to your marketing shortly, but I think that is so important. And in all honesty, you know, my business is, is quite specialist is quite niche, but you know, I joined a new networking group for that exact thing is that I just want to surround myself with people who are supportive, people who understand, and actually people that want you to succeed as a person. And, mm-hmm. and that's, I think that is equally as important as the knowledge that you supply um, around it. But I think if you say that to a lot of people, they just think you're just, that's just corny. it out, oh, join a community. Cause, cause we get a lot of rubbish communities on Facebook and stuff as well. Right. So yeah, I, th- I think that's pretty. But,
1: but then this is where you have to be selective over your clients, haven't you? And you've got to, and maybe that's why, you know, the, the four and a half K program is priced is priced high for an industry that is badly paid to to sort out the wheat from the chaff i've always said i don't want my program being flooded by people because you will get people in there that aren't committed or or in there for the wrong reasons um I, I, just going aside for that talking about surrounding yourself with positive people um i don't know if it, so I was listening to, I think it was a podcast or, or something the other day with Jason Greystone, and he was talking about uh, if you look at, so this is a little exercise, look at the five closest friends around you and look at their how much they earn, and you will pretty much be earning around the same. So if you can then step up your net your network, if you can then step up who you hang around with, if you start hanging around with like millionaires, your your actual wealth will start to increase you you'll actually start to to take on the same traits beliefs mindset as as those people
0: yeah it's like a millionaire mindset isn't it that's I think that's where the saying comes from and you yeah you it's so important and you're absolutely right and over the last maybe 3 or 4 years that's what I've started doing like I'm still friends with people who are you know, negative towards what I'm doing, if you like. And, and I wouldn't say I'd drop them out of life, but I just try and focus more of my time onto the people who are a positive influence, not only on, on my success. Cause you know, that's important and success looks different in a lot of ways, you know, like, you know, it might sound a bit boring, but I, I used to have a lot of friends that just every Thursday, Friday, Saturday just wanted to go drinking. And we've got, we've all got children, and it's like, oh, you bring the kids to my house, and they can play whilst we have some drinks. And you know, I just thought, no, and and you're so right. It's just, you know, I want to surround myself with people who have a positive impact on my life, whether that be through success, for mental health, or whatever it may be. Yeah. It's really good, so let's get into marketing, Bill. Um, so, um, just, just for full disclosure, um, we are we work together, um, on a few bits, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit, but, um, a lot of entrepreneurs when they first start, I think, I think you will agree one of the hot, I was talking to someone about this the other day, set up a business, got it all done, got the website done. They, they know what they're going to do. They're, they're really good at what they do. They're raring to go. And then it's like tumbleweeds and cricket noises. Like where's, where, where is everyone? And yeah. I think finding clients is a, a challenge, certainly when you first get started. So let's talk about that. Then when you first started your business, what did you do to find clients?
1: So um okay so the plan was i, I was in, i was a serving police officer at the time and the plan was to join my wife in in our business and we were going to do a um a training course for um, veterinary nurses so my wife was going to train them to be dog groomers and then i was come in and, and give them a bolt-on business sort of uh, program for them to follow to start their businesses now um, that didn't work out because we we had a member of staff that became pregnant, and obviously Emma had to go back to the tools, as it were. Um, she couldn't she couldn't make that commitment to help um, train other people. So I was stuck in like, oh my god, what am I going to do? Uh, I'm going to be stuck in the police forever, and I can't do that. Um, so I remember 20, I think it was like 28th of December, 2020, I think it was, and um, I I woke up in the morning. And I just thought. Well, if I'm going to do it for one, like vet nurses, if we were going to do it for one person, why can't I just take these ideas and do it for the whole industry? And, you know, this is completely alien to me. Um, I was very downtrodden, very sort of like, my mindset was quite poor at the time. So I don't know where this this new version of myself was coming from. It's probably from the people I was surrounding myself and the, 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 the communities that we we're a part of and the network that we we're a part of, just there helping you and egging you on. So... Well, I think it was the 28th of September um uh, I I didn't have the the same name I wasn't pet passion to profit I had a different name then um but hey you know imperfect action beats perfect in action another saying we've taken from for a mentor <laughs> um I've always I've always loved Facebook I've always been interested in Facebook I get a kick out of like putting posts out and and people responding to them and interacting with them so I was like right. So 28th of December 2020, I set up a Facebook page. So I did all this in a day, set up an Instagram page, and then set up a, a Facebook group. Um and my my goal, and I don't know where any of this came from, but my goal was to go out and um and put pe- get people into a Facebook group. And I know what inspired me to do that Facebook group actually. There there's many, many Facebook groups for pet groomers pet groomers again you know and i think we'll probably talk about niching in a minute but pet groomers love I- interacting on facebook they love like sharing their photos and, and talking about business on and griping about business on facebook and i was hanging out in one of their groups and i saw a really negative post it was all about vat in in this in this uh, facebook group they were saying like vat will destroy your business don't do it you know and i just thought they're just getting—they're getting brainwashed by potentially people that have never done, never been VAT registered. You know, we're VAT registered. It's not destroyed our business. We've been VAT registered for years. So I thought, right, I'm going to do a group where I'm going to give them factual information and find experts to come in and help them with their business. And so, um, dog grooming business help and support Facebook group was born, um, and so it was well another version of pet passion to profit the name the name changed very quickly after talking to a brand expert and then so so those three social media platforms were born facebook page facebook group and instagram um page brilliant so um
0: knowing a little bit about your success mate tell me about your facebook group now so what are we two and a half years on
1: Yeah, so two and a half years, so yeah, about that, isn't it? Um, So the group's now, I checked it before we came on, and we've got 13,568 members in there at the moment, uh, with some pending when to come in. Now, a lot of people ask how I got so many people into that group. So I started out on the the 28th of December, and then what I did was I went out onto the Instagram channel and found... um, I would say, famous pet groomers or pet groomers that are influencers within the pet grooming industry followed them and then just went through their followers and invited them into the group and say, and all it was, I remember the message was very simple. It was like, um, when they followed me back, I was like, hi, um, I have a Facebook group for um, pet groomers that I think may be beneficial for you. You know, come and check it out. Dog grooming business help and support. And uh, that they started to fill fill the group, you know. Uh, so it's a bit of, it, it took a lot of time. Uh, I literally would spend 10 minutes a day following pet groomers. And then when they followed back, just copy paste that message. Um, and then I'd hang out in other other Facebook groups and do the same really. As people came up with problems, I'd be like, oh, I'm doing a live about that in my Facebook group. Come and come and have a look, you know. And uh, I think one night I was sitting on the sofa, absolutely like, oh my god, what have I done? <laughs> in a, I had 125 people apply to join my group, and I was just, and that was from like one comment. And I was, I suppose, I was a little bit coy in the, in the other. So I was in a, a pet grooming Facebook group. Someone asked a question, and I said, I'm doing a live about that issue in my facebook group dm me for the name of it because i don't know if i can share it here and i generally didn't know whether i could share it i didn't want my comments to be taken down by the admin and then that was it people were just like oh what's the name of your group and then dm 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 one after another after another and i was just inviting them into the group and then i think i don't know if you know any better than i do but once you get to sort of like 500 members Facebook then starts to take over for you. Um, algorithms kick in and they start sort of putting your group in front of people that are interested in that sort of thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So pretty much any form of social media, they their whole purpose is to keep you on their platform to show you ads. Essentially that's how they make their money. So yeah, they, they wait for you to be somewhat tried and tested and popular and then, and then they will show it to keep people on the platform if they feel it's relevant. So yeah, really good. Okay, cool. So um, one of the podcasts that I covered previously is um. I think, massively relevant here. So it's about uh, marketing activity against marketing assets. So um, in terms of that, so you've probably... I bet you advise your clients not to do this, to just post, 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 for posting sake. Um, and they're generic posts. They're generally about the business. They're, I don't know, a picture or a news article or something like that doesn't really offer much value. Um, and I very much encourage people to look at what assets they can create for their business. So I suppose you could say, uh, and feel free to go in on this, that your group is a way of delivering value, right?
1: Yeah. Now, yeah. That's that's the different. You know, there's like you said earlier. There's a billion. There must be billions of groups, and people must get sick of groups. You know, because everyone, anyone can start a group, and you can have a group about anything, can't you? Um, But. I think to to hold and engage your audience, your group has to be different from, from what other people are doing. So um, watching and learning from my mentors and, and watching what they do and putting my own little spin on things, um, I started doing – well, obviously, I started doing live video, starting to talk into the group, you know, show my face. Uh, I'm sure it was pretty awful when I first started. Um, talk about some of the issues – And then, you know, every single question that came into the group, I was replying to, uh, giving them that value, you know. Giving, serving, you know, giving them away, giving away absolutely everything and telling them how to change um, what was, what what the issues they were having. Yeah. And then then bringing people, making sure that people would stay within that group. I then used my network, you know, I used people like yourself, To come in and do like a facebook live a chat to to again give them value talk about you know marketing talk about videography within their business so people are like oh what's going on in dog grooming business help and support you know what what they got coming up this week oh there's a live going on oh bill's live in the group what can i take from that sort of thing and i know that there's enough information in that group because i get told by people that people have gone out and changed their businesses and made more money just from the free information that's in that group.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's quite remarkable. And and the thing is, that's what we all want, isn't it? We all want to propel ourselves forward. We all want to, you know, we are, I think, quite naturally, relatively selfish in the sense that, you know, we look at information that, that moves us forward attracts us. So, yeah, if you've got a group that offers that, then it's no wonder that you you've... In that sh- relatively short space of time, built a group up into the tens of thousands now. Um, so I think this is a good time just to just to take a step back because I think it's now massively relevant. So I just want to talk about niching mm. um, because I think that if you're not niche, then growing a community, a following on Facebook or any other platform is just like shouting into an empty room sometimes. So talk talk to me about niching, mate.
1: Yeah, so I suppose you could look at um, pet groomers and I would probably say, I, I don't know the correct stats, but nine say 98% of my Facebook group are female um, business owners or, or, or females that are in business. Now, I could have opened a group, couldn't I, for uh, I could call it female entrepreneurs, you know, small business female entrepreneurs. But it, that's confusing, isn't it? Mm. You know? The the pet groomers themselves, a lot of them don't um don't believe that they're entrepreneurs. They don't see themselves as entrepreneurs. And this is something that um Emma, my wife, said to me before when opening this group, she's like, get rid of jargon, get rid of like um discovery calls and, and like get rid of all this sort of jargon. Just talk normal to these people. And I, I think if I'd if my group had been like um business help and support for for female entrepreneurs in the pet pet space or something like that, I just don't think it would have worked because it's not punchy enough. It's not direct enough, is it? No, um, it's too too wishy washy. Mm.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And and by by making it industry specific, you've you've sort of highlighted the issues that you solve as well, I suppose, and, and the industry that you are specialist and one that your backstory certainly resonates with.
1: Yeah. yeah. If you if you just go out, it's it's like goal planning, isn't it? If you um, if you put down vague goals, you get vague results. If you're if you don't know who you're going to be working with, or the idea of who you want to attract and who you want to work with is vague, you're gonna you're gonna get vagueness when it comes to to growing things, growing groups, and, and getting people.
0: Yeah, and I think there's, but I think I think there's a huge common risk conception. so um I was talking to an entrepreneur the other day who offers sort of like um they're, they're called trim assessments so like uh, assessments after the trauma um and he wants to offer them out to business um and I said to him well what business and when we got into it I said to him look you know you want to set your whole business up focusing at universities if if the suicide rate is high if the the sickness rates are high due to witnessing trauma if if it's a reputational problem and also, you know, a problem legally in terms of looking after your employees, then that's a problem you solve for an industry that is is quite big. And the, the sort of thought process, I think, for a lot of people is, well, if I niche, then I'm limiting uh, my potential. And, and actually, it's probably, I think, the single most wrong um, thought process in business. I don't know if you agree with that.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. And I think you'll come across people that say, I just want to help small businesses with their marketing visas. Yeah. You know, who, there's like millions of small businesses. If you look up the stats at how many small businesses, there's probably like millions and millions of them. But you're not going to get them. Although there's millions of them, you just, the, the world is so noisy. Social media and, market, and websites and Google is so noisy. You're never going to cut through that noise. And find those small businesses. So um, you just got to really sort of think about who you, who you enjoy working with and who you want to work with. Um, small businesses and stuff just isn't going to cut it anymore. I don't think. No, I think you're right. So let's just um, let's just go back then to
0: uh, your your business in terms of marketing. So you've got um, a good following on Facebook. You've got your Instagram. Uh, you've got your Facebook page, uh, which for anyone who don't know, so like a group is like a community uh, where Bill goes live every week um, and delivers some value, whether that's around accounting, pricing, or marketing, whatever it is uh your if if anyone don't know your facebook page is where you can run things like ads and that's a bit like a how i'd describe shop front for your business i suppose nowadays in the modern age um what else what else is it you do
1: well i I may have done this all a bit backwards but um i'm now starting to build the, the the lead the lead magnet assets um and i find that you know i have to i have to get to know things i have to work on things and then all of a sudden something will crop up and i'll be like Oh, I could make some resources around that and then start looking at that. So for the first year or so, I really concentrated on funneling everyone into that, into that Facebook group. Because if I know that my, if I get all of my audience into one place, it makes it so much easier for me to, to, to then, um, for me to talk to them, but for me to then put my marketing assets into there. So into that group goes um, the podcast. You know, I do a a live video and then repurpose that into a podcast. So, you know, they get the benefit of that. It it keeps their their attention. It brings them back to the group. But then also the podcast is out there serving loads of people all around the world. Um, I now do like a a Wednesday welcome where um, they get a a welcome from me for joining the group. But within there, there's a link to... um, my website, so they're going to have a look at it. There's a link to a scorecard app, so they can go and take a quiz. You know, so you you're starting to feed those marketing assets into the group because that's where everyone is. Um, so instead of me going, right, I need to be on LinkedIn, I need to be on Facebook, I need to be on Instagram. I just funnel them all into that group. Uh, if I go to trade shows, I have posters on my on my table with a QR code. Which takes them into that group, and my goal for those trade shows isn't selling courses. My goal is to get them to lo- get to learn about me. So my goal is to get them into that group because I know once they're in that group, I can then nurture them and support them and and grow them and and uh, you know feed stuff into them. So, um, but I'm I'm coming on board with I've got uh, I'm starting to make. Um, sort of lead magnets around marketing assets so like checklists around marketing assets they can do scorecard quiz workbooks um so it's all starting to the information's starting to come out of me if that makes sense and I'm starting to learn how to present it and how to use it to to market myself
0: yeah and I, I and I think that's a fantastic way to go because you know uh um, we're in polar opposites of business almost like you know we we, although your knowledge of marketing is fantastic it's it's a different game to um to to certainly dog grooming and coaching I find that we are putting out so the other day we took on a client just under eight grand I think uh, that all comes simply from creating a guide a guide on how to set up your own podcast I think it was we, we do one about how to grow YouTube channels and I think it's so important because it it just delivers value and I think the the, the other misconception in business uh, I find I don't know if you agree with this is that you don't want to give anything away as to what you do and I, I just think that's a, a really bad way of looking at it I think when you genuinely offer people help and support they respond really well and are actually far more likely to become your client.
1: I, I think people, people turn themselves inside out and chase their tail as hit where round and round again, when they go like sell the, the why, but not the how or sell the sizzle and not the source or, and stuff like that. I, if, if I was trying to, if I went live into a group and I tried to limit the value and, and stop, stop myself from telling them how to do something, I'd, I procrastinate so much so you know you can give people everything but they still want to come back and want more you know i could tell i can tell i do tell people i tell people how to do it but how to put their prices up or how to how to um structure their business but that's like a, a mini second of their life where i'm telling them how to do something and then they come back and go right I'm still not getting my head around it I need you to show me I need you to support me and I need you to guide me or I've just done what you've told me to do I've got great results I want more now Mm, yeah I want you to show me how to how to keep getting these results
0: yeah and um, certainly in my industry, um, a lot of what you get is uh, right now. I know how to do that. I don't have time. Can you help, can you do it for me? <laughs> um, uh, and and actually, you would almost argue for me and you because we work together. I'm one of your clients, right? So, you know, you, you could, and I think you know this. You could um, certainly if I helped you show you how to do it, probably do it yourself, right?
1: Um, it's not, all about you knowing time though it's all about valuing your time isn't it I, you know I, I don't want to procrastinate and sit here doing editing and, and and stuff like that when I could send it out to someone to sort it out for me um and that's another lesson and that's that's a really good business lesson actually so many business people um think think that they have to do everything themselves but I, I remember having a client and she every Sunday she was doing her her book she was doing her her accounts and stuff and I was like how much would you pay to have your Sundays back and she's like well i don't know like 200 300 quid and I'm like a bookkeeper's going to cost you far less than that just go and go and get someone to do it for you and have your Sundays back and but you know it's not just having that bookkeeper do it for you you've then you've then opened up your network a little bit more and that bookkeeper will be like oh, I've noticed you've got this in your in your in your in your account so have you thought about um I don't know I've got a cheap alternative for you or have you thought about doing this that might work better for you or you don't really need to do that because I can do that for you so you don't need that bit of software. So all of a sudden you're getting you've you've opened up your network by taking someone else on onto your team who's now suggesting ways to improve your business. Mm. Yeah. No you you're you're absolutely right and and that's something
0: that I found uh I don't know if we've had this chat before but w- what I'm realizing is that uh businesses extremely busy um and you've only got so many hours in the day and the most successful people will focus their hours on what really makes their business Mm. so um you know just using my business as an example we we now have two editors that we work with um they're not directly employed at the moment but they're they're freelance if you like um and they're very good at what they do um so you know for every maybe minute we film in video it might take three four minutes sometimes to, to to edit so it just works out better um and by bringing those skills in it allows me to focus on what you know what what I'm really good at and what um where I feel that we really sell our worth which is you know anything from maybe the recording side of things which which I enjoy and I, I like to get out and what comes with that is meeting the clients and building that rapport with them and going through the analytics and and the, the real the real stuff which is you know about growth and and ultimately that's what's important in what I do so I think that's a really valid point I think you know actually being able to target your time on what matters in your business and, and what truly matters is is extremely important yeah
1: it's a team sport, and I, I opened my business, and I thought, you know, I'm going to do my payroll, I'm going to do my accounts, because it's just little old me, you know, I'm going to have time to do it, and then I was like, well, one, I got my payroll wrong, you know, I was paying too much tax, and then it's just like, I don't get these systems, but I'm not, I'm not educated to, I'm not a bookkeeper, I'm not an accountant, I'm not a, um, you know, I'm not a web designer, so why am I trying to do this stuff myself? When I could be going out there, serving my community, um, jumping onto calls with people and bringing in the money to then give a tiny, tiny bit of proportion out to, to team members to do stuff, to do other stuff for me.
0: Yeah no you're absolutely right so what does the future look like for pet passion to profit then mate? before we sort of finish um it was by the way this is a bite size uh <laughs> marketing <laughs> podcast but with guest speakers uh we, we're, we're going to run it over definitely um i think it's been really good but what does the future hold for pet passion to profit then how do you sort of see your business going in the next say five years
1: yeah and it's interesting because obviously we're talking about marketing so you know I once had a mentor say to me, with with the amount of people in your Facebook group, you're never gonna to have to market yourself. Now, I, I completely agree that I don't run any Facebook ads at the moment. I don't run any I don't run any adverts whatsoever. Um so I drive all my leads into that into that Facebook group. But um if I was to open that marketing tab, I understand that it, because it's just me at the moment I'm holding holding that back I'm holding the business back so talking to them again about being a team a team uh, a team thing business is you need a team so I'm potentially looking to take on a sales role probably sort of 16 hours a week and then um, once I've found that person I'll then start looking at opening that marketing tap you know I've got I said to you I've got that scorecard quiz that goes out every Wednesday i got 10 leads this week from that, but what am I doing with them? Mm. You know, I'm struggling with all that, all that information. So if I put a scorecard quiz out or that marketing asset, um, out as a, a lead magnet, I need someone there to be able to go and follow up on all those leads. You know, even if it's just to get them into the Facebook group, mm. uh, but I can't do it all. So the, the future basically, um, is working on another product, um, so you've got the free the free group and then you've got um, like a high ticket program and a lot of small businesses can't quite make that jump to the high ticket program. So we're looking at bringing in a subscription group where um, they still get lots of value and get some of my time, but not as much as they would on the program. And then um, looking at bringing on a salesperson to be able to start making, making use of all the leads that we generate with our marketing assets
0: yeah yeah that sounds like really good because you know i think a lot of people look at the smaller um coaching products so let's say 50 pound a month um and they think ah you know it always seems more attractive to go to the higher end product right um but i think those those smaller products are good for capturing it's like a bit of a safety net for anyone who can't Quite afford what you want to do, you still want to help people and you still want to deliver the value, which you know you can't do for free. um So yeah, I think they're really good. And actually, at fifty pound a month, if you get a thousand, ten thousand people in there, then um that probably will become your main income, right?
1: Well, I've, I've done the maths, and again, um you know, I don't want to flood. I don't want to flood these groups because I want them. I want people in the groups that want to make a difference to their business. So, you know. I was thinking if I grew my my free group to 20,000 and took 10% of that into the into the subscription model and then maybe 5% of that would go to the program these are all rough figures at the moment but I don't need that you, you know that's a that's a lot that's a million pound a year yeah. uh, product there and I don't know if I really want you know want that many people but Um, well, turning away a million pounds, but (laughs) but again, I'd have to look at how I grew the team to sort of service that and how to make sure, because this is the thing, isn't it? It's making sure that your customers are still getting that, that value. And I don't want to, I don't want to lose that, that, um, that reputation. I I want to be able to deliver that value to people.
0: Yeah. and, And I think that's so, so important for me because as soon as you lose that value, the business won't work and and yeah so it's much better to, to see this as like a long-term goal rather than trying to do it in the short term get as much money as you can and watering down that value because actually success will probably come quicker with the longer route I think
1: yeah I'm very much a believer if um, I'm not like you know you you'll get back what you what you kind of put out so you know we're talking again about putting out all the, all as much information as possible you will get sort of payment back for that some way and somehow
0: yeah brilliant thank you mate i just um is there anything else you want to cover before we finish
1: no i mean so I sort of like uh with regards to niche you know it's niching down your audience but also niching down your message and and just keeping that message consistent so they're always getting consistent messages from you um so it doesn't leave people confused about what what you're what you're about
0: yeah definitely and Uh, You know, from from a marketing perspective, um, I I often have this chat with clients that that by niching, you're not taking away the ability to work with other people. So, you know, we're niching into YouTube channels and podcasts and growing personal brands. But that doesn't mean we don't take on the occasional promotional video. It's It's not something we actively target. But the whole point of niching is to make your marketing on point and defined and cutting through that noise to actually truly engage with people in the right way and that's why niching is so successful right right
1: yeah so it's just makes it so much easier for you to go out and find the people that you want to work with
0: yeah yeah um to finish off then mate before we started recording um you said that you were at a um was it like a conference the other day uh and we gave a little you gave me a little example would you feel comfortable sharing that because i think that's uh that's a sign of marketing success yeah so do you mind sharing that story
1: no that's fine and i've had a few like this and i think um this story kind of shows how the, the, over the last two years you know all those assets and all those videos and podcasts that i've done uh, is really starting to pay off and it shows you the the journey that potential clients are now taking when it comes to my business so i was at a trade show um called style to rescue um and i had my little table by the by the front door it was just where i've been positioned and uh this this pet groomer this lady walked through the front door um kind of ignored the 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 people to get in and just came straight over to my table and, and introduced herself and said hi and um I get, I get this quite a lot when I'm at trade shows. They're like, Oh hi, I, I listen to your podcast. I really like, thank you for doing a podcast. I, I love it. You know, I just want some come over and say thank you and, and see, see you in person sort of thing. Um, which is always really, really nice to, to hear because it motivates you to do those episodes. But this lady came over and said, Oh, hi, you know, I'm a pet groomer. I've been grooming for 10 years. Um, I watched one of your videos this morning whilst getting ready for this show. Um, I watched it in your Facebook group um watched one of your lives whilst getting ready and then I got into my car and I started listening to your podcast. And I was like oh, okay and then she said my journey was like 2 hours. I'm like wow you've had you've had me in your ear for like 2 hours whilst well not just her but uh, unfortunately her husband was in the car as well. So he had me in <laughs> in his ear for 2 hours as well. Um but you know this is the this is the bit isn't it? This is like you're getting into people's heads. you will get and we we're talking about that consistency of message, you know, and always talking about the same things, kind of like over and over again. And so, um, we spent about forty minutes, probably, just chatting over her business and her goals and her dreams and what was going well and what was going not so well. And it's a very noisy environment at these shows because you have um, dog grooming competitions going on and and music and stuff. And um, so, I booked her in for an appointment to to jump on a Zoom call with me and um gave her one of my brochures another marketing asset you know another touch point gave her one of my brochures um got all of her details by uh, arranging an appointment everything um so i'm quite proud of myself for that because quite often i i leave it to them to book appointments and i was like no i'm going to be making sure that i book them in um friend requested her on facebook made sure we were friends on facebook personally because again i share some of my stuff over onto my personal page but again it helps them to get to know me that i share pictures about my family you know i'm quite open i'm quite happy for people to know i've got children and dogs and etc and i think it just makes you a bit human so she's all booked in um for like a sales call about the pet grooming program and then monday um i'll get a message just saying that i can't wait um i think it was a week to to speak to you um do you have any availability sooner because i'm really excited and i want to uh want to talk to you all about my ideas so i think i actually had space that day and we got on a zoom call and uh yeah signed up all signed up so you can kind of see that journey there can't you
0: yeah. And, you know, in episode one of this podcast, as I said to you, it's, it's, um, it talks about Google zero moments of truth and building no like and trust with people. And, um, ultimately that's the outcome, right? You've, you've that's taken it. the time, you've created the assets, you've put them out there, they've been consumed, and she's ready to go. She wants, she, she sees the benefit to it, she yes. sees the value in it. Um, yeah. So it makes sales a lot easier, doesn't it? Yes.
1: I mean, there was a little bit umming and ahhing around prices, but it was like uh, a bit of negotiation. like um, I didn't didn't drop my price, but there was just a bit of negotiating about how long to pay over and stuff. And being flexible like that can really help um, your clients, especially with small businesses, because they don't always have the funds there and then. Um, but, you know, two weeks later or a week later after signing up, she put her prices up massively you know she had achieved something that she had been wanting to do for years she came onto the program started joining in the community going on the coaching calls prices went up for for her customers and she's now working on the next sort of part of her business so she's making results already within weeks of joining brilliant
0: brilliant no that's great and um yeah thank you for that mate um i could keep talking um but i don't think a bite-sized episode can go over an hour um, <laughs> but um yeah thank you very much and um yeah i'll uh thanks for joining us great chat Get cheers. Really cheers mate bye bye so that's the end of the episode i'd just like to take this time to say thank you for listening to my podcast if you've enjoyed what you've listened to today then hit that subscribe button and there'll be more episodes coming out soon also why not follow me on youtube at vodcast Expert. and my name's darren ockenden thanks again for listening and i'll see you again soon